Now let's discuss how to identify losers in the market to avoid investing in. And for that, I'd like to welcome back David Bars, CEO of XOUT Capital. David, great to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Carolyn, for having me. So David, I know you've been on before and have explained what you do, but since we're new in terms of talking to each other, I'd love for you to explain your investment thesis once more. So you basically benefit from what you don't hold versus what you do by Xing out companies. Yeah, listen, the whole market is similar to your previous guest. They're trying to identify winners and pick those winners to outperform the broad market. But it's really a very challenging thing to do. So what we've come up with is almost a flipping of the entire investment paradigm. We, we believe that index funds are the dominant forces in the market. They're just going to continue to gather assets and gather flows. And they'll be the ultimate benchmark for all others to try and compare or compete against. Instead of fighting them, our view is it's easier to simply eliminate from those broad-based indices because they're fundamentally flawed. Why? They buy every single stock in that index. And for us, it's easier to exclude the companies and in our case are being disrupted by technological change than it is to try and pick those winners. And quite frankly, your last guest has JP Morgan as a pick. We have JP Morgan mm -hmm. as something to X out or not own. So it's really hard. We're, we're again, we're not trying to identify the winners and tie markets. We're simply looking at that broad index, in our case, the US large cap market, we take those largest 500 companies and then eliminate the 250 that fail our score or model that we built to identify which companies to exclude. So it's really a flip. So how does your model, what does your model use to identify the losers? Yeah, so there isn't really a, a perfect way to measure or or track how folks are uh, handling technological disruption. But the seven factors we use, we think are a pretty good identifier. The primary one is revenue growth and the rate of revenue growth. So that is a primary factor in our analysis. We also use profitability. We use what companies are doing with their labor force. We look at share buybacks, which is soon gonna be very interesting as the, as the new tax law goes into effect. We look at what earning sentiment is and how companies perform against that. And we look at um, deposit growth for financial institutions, which is one of the reasons why JP Morgan was eliminated this quarter. And we look at a management score. How is a, the leader or CEO of the company doing against the other companies in terms of addressing technological change? We combine those seven factors, assign a score to each one of the 500 companies and simply use the bottom 250 as a cutoff for how we eliminate the companies. And quarter over quarter, it's a dynamic changing model. We adjust or rebalance in our parlance each of the, of the companies in the index and 250 stay and 250 go. All right, so let's talk about some of those notable companies that you're Xing out. As you made reference to our previous guest, another David, David Dietz, he made the case for buying JP Morgan, made a pretty good case. You're Xing it out. You're also Xing out Procter and Gamble and Nike. So why specifically these names? Obviously you gave us the seven factors, but anything specific to note about any of these names? Yeah, look, in, in each um, case, their, their score is impacted 
uh, individually by how they're performing. And these are all using the, the, the quarterly released financial information, and we measure that against previous quarters to, to see how they're performing. It's not just a one-quarter look. Um, but in the case of J.P. Morgan, uh, their revenue growth has, uh, has slipped off. Obviously, uh, as, as David talked about, Jamie Dimon is, is arguably the, the strongest leader in the financial services sector. But he has, in the last quarter, strongly come out about what he's called a storm coming, a hurricane, whether he's using that to, um, to sort of mess with his competition or whether they're they're tr clearly taking a very conser conservative stance for what they project to be the outlook of the future. It's impacted their quarterly results. And as a result, they scored poorly. Now they bounce around in our model because uh, they're, they are one of the better performing financial institutions, but this particular quarter, they bounced out. Procter & Gamble is a different story. They are more supply chain oriented. They're suffering from some of the things that you probably talk about exhaustingly every day. The challenges that are facing companies in the consumer space uh, in, in this present market environment and the uncertainty surrounding them. And what's impacted their global sales because they had a fairly large uh, exposure to Russia. So that's, that's the reason for Procter & Gamble. In the case of Nike, they've just had a slowdown in growth. And, and again, we measure them quarter over quarter and uh, their growth rate has decreased year over year in this quarter, and it impacted their scores significantly for the first time uh, to have them be X'd out. Okay, so then looking at stocks that went in the other direction and they're no longer X'd out, Oracle and Albemarle, why, why yeah, are so these companies added back in? Yeah, Oracle, we've talked a lot about in our literature and on our website. It's a, it's a technology company, so uh, for an, an index strategy that's seeking to address technological change and avoid disruption, you know, it was surprising to see that a company like Oracle could fail in our model and, and get X'd out. We did note, however, that part of its uh, challenges had been getting uh, customers to uh, to sign on to their cloud services uh, business, and and they've they they were having a tough time with that in the previous quarter, in this current quarter, they've improved that result and got themselves back into our portfolio. So we we anticipated that Oracle might be a company that is only X'd out for a short period of time, uh, now back in, clearly a disruptor, uh, not a disruptee. And in the case of Albemarle, this is a, a company in the um, in the mineral and uh, lithium space. It's, it's benefiting from what is a trend going on regarding uh, the need for lithium, the demand for it, the price increase of it, that's impacted positively its earnings and revenue growth rate. And it got into our portfolio for the first time. So uh, that was an interesting one to see. They're a perfect example of a company that's now doing the disruption. And again, we're not trying to pick winners, we're simply trying to avoid the losers. So Albemarle is taking care of itself by uh, performing well and got into our uh, into the model. Yeah, and I know you're not trying to pick winners, but it's up 20% year-to-date, 22% year-to-date. So it is is a winner, even though we're not looking at those. But David Bars, we have to leave it there, CEO of XOut Capital. Thanks so much for joining the show. Thank you, Carolyn.